0: And Pat on the right, Nature Strip, the white bridle down the centre. Pontos is there. Acklam Express not far behind. These, they're followed by Kings Lynn, and then comes uh, Twilight Cause as they head down to the closing stages. A furlong to go in the King Stand, and as they do so, Nature stripe leading to Acklam Express in second place. Twilight Cause coming home in third position. But it is the great Australian sprinter, Nature Strip, and James McDonald,
1: and look how far they've won by. Second go to Twilight Cause to Acklam Express. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Zach here, hosting the show, and I thought I'd play on with... Uh, The win by Nature Strip, which happened last week. Um, The annoying thing is that the caller, Ian Bartlett, giving it calling him Nature Stripe, which is pretty brutal when he got it right in the beginning of the race. But Nature Stripe, nevertheless, um, absolutely took the piss out of Golden Powell. All the money came for the American horse to begin with. And our boy Nature Strip uh, wins by a stack. So I know a lot of people jumped on. I was up at 1 a.m. waking up my neighbors when it hit the... Probably 300-meter mark when he kicked clear. It was outstanding. It was good, good, good stuff. We had a week off last week. couldn't uh, un, Unavoidable, really. So we're recording a bit earlier tonight as well. This is a Wednesday night. I'm heading to Perth tomorrow for the Origin and and whatnot. So we're going to be recording a little bit early, talking some racing for this weekend, and also touch on the Origin at the end of the show. But, Tommy, how good cool was Nature Strip? Yeah, what
2: a win. I couldn't believe... Um in the lead up, it was getting out to like three bucks. I saw it at three twenty and I was like, Far yeah. I'd I, I gotta back it and I backed it at three twenty. And uh they were all just going for the American thing. And okay I can touch on a bit more because he was doing a bit of the coverage, but I couldn't even show nature strip on screen. They they were struggling to find pictures, but every time I saw it, he looked calm and yeah, well, we just know he's just got lengths on those horses, he's got lengths on most of the sprinters here and he
1: just absolutely brained him. He's he's uh, best friend in the world for a reason. Mm. I know that I deal with a lot of my work colleagues of the UK, and they said all the talk of the town was Golden Pal. And he goes, "Don't." They all said it'll jump favorite. That's what everyone's talking about. They're unsure on Nature Strip, whatever. And I just kept saying, "Just jump on, jump on, jump on." I think even like a couple of bookies were often four bucks on the day, or even in the afternoon. But what did you think, Cody? Did you jump on?
0: Of course, I jumped on and. Uh we were in the control room and they just carried on about Golden Powell, Golden Powell, Golden mm. Pal, And I was just like, boys, Shut you up. haven't even seen Nature Strip run. And you're carrying on like Golden Powell's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm just like, well, we're chips in over here uh, on Nature Strip and uh, brain them. Brain them for literally the world's best sprinter.
1: Yeah. Um, it was bloody awesome. J-Mac had a pretty good week, getting a couple other winners. Disappointing with Home Affairs, and Home Affairs, as of about an hour ago, is officially retired. There was talk of it pretty much straight after, but officially retired about an hour ago. And But
0: Artorias was a bloody good run, wasn't it, King? 100%. Uh, and Dare I say, like, it, 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 it's just how it runs, and who knows? I mean, yeah, it did get a little bit impeded in the closing kind of furlong or so, but at the same time, it's just... It's just how the horse runs. It never just – I don't know if it knows how to win. Mm. But, it, yeah, extra 50 metres, it probably would have won. Um, I thought it was going to so, win.
1: Fuck, I thought it was going to win.
0: I was on Artorias as well because mm. I couldn't take ho- home affairs' price. So I just went, oh, yeah, you know. No. Artorias at, I think, eight or nine bucks it was. So took a slice of that. and I mean, it didn't disappoint. I think the connections are real happy. And now it's going to, oh, it's going to stay in the UK, which is – Big news, I guess, and um, going to target the new market July Cup. So that's that's going to be huge. And and dare I say, if it wins that, it's going to be putting a, its hand up for a few of the um, the big prize money sp- uh, spring races um, mm-hmm. upcoming anyway. So it's going to be exciting.
1: Do you have any um any other wins at Ascot, Tom? Uh, I thought Baye uh, ran
2: really well. Yeah. I do not think I backed it, but uh, just watching it was pretty good. Um, that first night, it's always the night I I sort of really hone in on and then a couple of the other nights I just sort of turn it on watching but yeah no I wasn't wasn't betting too much but um yeah just good to good to watch really
1: it's funny seeing Volandi's there with a with a bit of royalty
2: mate apparently he was in between the queen uh for lunch and um cool. and yeah a few other royals he's yeah, he's just everywhere probably talking about the bunker or something they'd <laughs> so just be loving it um no, yeah, he's 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 everywhere, so, so and there's a bit of a rumor that he was gonna there was gonna be some Everest news about maybe if you competed Ascot, you might win a bonus if you go into the Everest. But I don't think they think that got announced. But I don't think it needed to either. I mean, um, I think Nature Strip might have scared any uh, potential runners of actually coming to um, to Australia for the Everest yeah, because true. you're gonna have to be pretty good.
1: True, yeah. They wouldn't want it after saying that, especially what we can do over there. Um, all right, so we're recording Wednesday night a night earlier than normal. So we're going to do a couple of races from Randwick. We'll do a couple from Eagle Farm, and then we'll talk some origin at the end. So hopefully we can get the chocolates this weekend after game one, which was pretty brutal. But we're going to skip the first three. Tommy said that race four was um, a pretty good race at Randwick. So we'll have a little squeeze. So you got to remember, market's open today. So generally, we normally do it you know 24 36 hours after they open, but they only opened about eight hours ago. Some of these, and there's already been some good moves. The favorite for the Hayes, um, six bucks already in the 390 for that. Per, um, I don't know, how it's, is that how you say it? Yeah. Looks like a Kiwi sort of name, but anyway. car um, is Gay Waterhouse. Um, Timmy Clark obviously loves riding for them. That's at $4. We got Pretty Wild at four forty. dollars Dehorned Unicorn, love the name. $6 out to 7 Clippo's riding for Joe Pride. You got Cruel Summer, Sacrimony. On the drift, but, you know, it's been going all right. Bitcoin, baby. Tough, 15 bucks. A um, couple of roughies there too, but Tommy, you said this race was good. Who do you like? Mate, I think there's
2: five or six last start winners, so... um. You look at Hesco uh, and Dehorn Unicorn winning at um, Warwick Farm last start, really good runs. I think it sets up a bit of a pace with Hesco and a couple others in it as well. And uh, Pretty Wild was really good on debut. Um, just want to see how it goes going up from a maiden into a big race like this. Especially he had McDonald on and it was pretty windy that day, and I thought he, um, I thought he rode it pretty well to be uh, out of the wind, and then just just uh, hitting the line pretty well. So I, I won't be backing pretty wild off that run, but I think it's a horse to look out for. The one I want to back is Poe Carry. Carey. I thought that win at Gosford was massive. And if we get a bit of get a bit of speed with things like Huesca and a few others leading, then I think you can really set it up for um, Poe Carey Carry. And it, it just absolutely killed him at Gosford. Yeah. It just, within three strides, just lapped him up and put them to bed. So I... I'll take three ninety for it. I, I yeah, I think it's a really good race. Yeah, a lot of lot of last up winners, a lot of different form, but getting a bit of odds for it. So
1: trying to remember, Pakeri Pakeri was that the race where it sort of hung at the back and like sort of ran at the back of the field and then completely lapped him by like three lengths. They just
2: just went completely round them and ate him up, and I think Nash even pulled him up with fifty to go. He mm-hmm. was uh, he was just flying on it. I think it went snower. I can't remember, but. Um, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So I'll go carry
0: carry. Agree with him, King. Yeah, well, it's a tough race as Tommy's already alluded to. Like, there's a few chances for sure, and I think the whole card's kind of in the similar kind of breath where it's like there isn't really any odds on pops from what I've well, early thoughts. Anyway, I think they're going to be like five bucks or better the field for at least half the card, and I don't know, like. It feels like winter racing, doesn't it? Like the mm. the form lines, try to match them and then, yeah, come into city grade. And a lot of these provincials are coming to the city for the first time on a Saturday and you just go, oh, do they match up? I'm not sure. We do see the track back to a soft, soft range after a little bit of rain over the last couple of days. It'll probably stay there or thereabouts. I'd say soft five if it does stay dry overnight and tomorrow. So there will be – Oh, it's pretty much next to a good good thing anyway. So I'd probably still rely on good form and self-disregard the heavy running. But for this race, speed. Uh, D-Horn Unicorn could find the front quite easily, I think. I know it's drawn seven, but not too many front runners on the inside of it. Bakari Kari will probably slide back. Much the same as Pretty Wild. Um, definitely a market watch for pretty wild in my eyes as well, Tommy. I think just the fact that straight from midweek, Maiden into this little handy three-year-old benchmark 72, I mean, obviously they have thoughts about it. Kathy on board, which is a little bit of a query of mine, but it's going to be carrying rock bottom weight, which, you know, I guess there is upside to it. But I, I do think that um, it'll be a race in two with Picari Cari and Dehorned Unicorn. I'd be probably looking... To back both, especially if it's four bucks, give or take, kari kari and dehorn unicorns above the price as well. Yeah. Um, it yeah, I think it'll be dictated on whether the race. Like, it, I will get to watch the highway, midway, and so forth to see how the track actually plays with the six meters out with the rail. So, if there is a little bit of a bias, I'd probably be all lanes. Of that note, actually, so d Unicorn could set up real comfortable lead and just, yeah, sit and sprint. So I'd probably go d Unicorn.
1: Okay. Dehorned Unicorn. Great name. Um, race number five, Nifla is the fave. This is the Waller runner that won two starts back and then got beaten by uh, the O'Shea runner, which is second favorite at four bucks. you got Elusive Jewel at sixes. Flexible's there. Nothing sweet about me. That's it. Double figures. Even Donado's there. Am I, am I right in saying that's Ben Way's horse? Donato? You'd be correct. Yeah, right. Donato. And that um, had a pretty good second the other week, too, I remember. I remember watching it. I think it lost to Brown Thomas. Um, Tommy, Niflar. Can it come? Can it bounce back?
2: Yeah, I just worry about the step up for Niflar. I think it, it's been very consistent for um, Chris Williams on taking off two kilos it's, and never won over 1,800 before. It's been really consistent, though. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a worry. I, I sort of look at some more tried and tested horses like um, Bella Fee it has strung two really good wins together. Reese Jones just killing it at the moment. Uh, and Donato as well, who needs at least 1,800 metres to get going, I think. And as you said, it was um, just finishing second behind Brown Thomas the other day. The, the one I want to give a bit of a spook cool. I say it every week, but with that again. But um, it was really disappointing last night at Rose Hill. I just never thought it was in it. Uh but Gary and Gary and the team really, really excited to step it up to eighteen hundred metres. I think that's um just a bit of distance to get this going, uh this horse going. Karen McAvoy on to ride as well, just really getting into it. He'll sit out back. And if the tracks by then we should know if the tracks even or not. And if they're if they're making up a bit of ground, I think and and again can be a knockout. But there's a lot of bias there, so maybe don't listen to me. And oh speaking to Ben Way, who does have that chair in Donato, he said there's a uh, bit of chat that it might go to a midweeker next week instead. So just um, just maybe look out for that. The other one for Lucid Jewel as well has been
1: very consistent this prep. But uh,
2: and again, little um, saver on, but Cumbella Fee I
1: think
0: wins. Thoughts, King. Another tough race. I think Niflus is under the odds. That's personally what I think. Cumbella Fee. They all come out of like the same same race uh, last start. Going back about two weeks ago, it was over the mile at Ranwick. Um, that day, I'd say it's got a place similar. It's just more or less the rail coming out, being pushed out a little bit further. 1800's the actual real query of mine, I guess. Um, there's a couple that kind of dig that kind of distance range anyway. So it's got to be interesting to see how they actually all turn up. I do like the fact that Nifla is fourth up into an 1800 running on the soft five, soft six range. I do think that there is upside there, but for the price, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm willing to find out at that price. Uh, fee much the same. The It'll big time appreciate just the fact that it's stepping up to 1,800. This is more or more or less about a 2,200-meter kind of horse. So the fact that it's strung two wins back-to-back back is huge. Uh on shorter distances, so it could definitely go three in a row, have a little picket fence next to it. Reese Jones, he's flying, takes two kilos off, so I definitely can't steer you off that. One that I don't mind at all, I mean, Elusive Jewel, I've backed this thing countless amount of times in this preparation, and I don't know if I can steer you into the 1800. I've never been tried over it, so it's got to be a little bit of a query. Doesn't really like Randwick either, so... I'm going to probably put a pen through it at the price, but I don't mind taking Love the Invasion on for a little bit. Uh, Fourth up, it's going to be fitter. Finally finds himself in the soft range. It's been a while since that. Um, Yeah, fourth up, 1,800 Randwick. It'll probably set the speed of this race. 12 bucks I like. It'll probably sit outside nothing sweet about me for the lead and, it looks like it's going to be a pretty soft lead. I really do think it's going to be a soft lead. Um, so 12 bucks to find out. I don't mind it, but Combella Feed does look like a classy galloper.
1: Okay, the showy runner. Uh, race number six is the Stayers Cup. Generally, the ones that I don't like the distance races. But Alakahan is the fave. Richard and Will. Timmy Clark aboard, four bucks. Bonnie Ezra at 420. Bonnie Ezra uh, ran pretty well, I thought, in that last, whatever the listed race was when it lost to Irish sequel. It was a pretty good win. Uh, run. Uh, Shameless Me is there at 460. A little bit of coin for it. Maricopa, Louise Day, Ron Quinn. Uh, what else you got? The oh, Bowl. Feel the Rush. Nothing else, really, money wise, but. um. There's three pretty much equal favourites at the top. Tommy, which way are you going?
2: Yeah, I think it's a bit more open than those runners. So I'm a I'm a Bonnie fan, and I thought I think what you're saying is right that Bonnie and Alakahan run really well last start in that uh, Winter Cup. But um, just having a look, you look at something like Maricopa, who's beaten Bonnie two starts ago around that twenty four hundred, stepped up to thirty two, and sort of ran out about twenty eight at hundred really well and. Sort of held on and finished fifth in a in a group two Brisbane Cup with some genuine stays about it. Coming back to that how far is this race, twenty six, yep, uh, yeah, twenty six hundred. I think I think that suits something like um, yeah Maricopa really well uh, for Robert Quinn. So look, I, I think a little spec. Yeah, Shameless Miss was really good, but it's it's stepping up in grade. I, I tend to go to the ones coming back in grade from the from a big race like the Brisbane Cup and back in distance. Um, I'm gonna go Maricopa at
0: that seven dollar fifty uh, price. I think it's um I think it's a bit of a good bet. Right, you king. I don't mind the Maricopa bet coming from that, you know, Brizzy Cup. Group two. I mean it's it's strong form. I mean it's not the strongest Brisbane Cup you've ever seen, but compared to this field opposed to the Brizzy Cup, I mean it it's gonna be carrying rock bottom weight. Um yeah, I see plenty of upside. I guess the only query might be just the step down, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think that it, this thing just stays for days, so that shouldn't be an issue. Um, one I don't mind, and I think it has been spec, doesn't it? Fernambulist? just yeah. looking at it. So it's seven bucks, seven fifty. Oh, uh, so it's, yeah, right. So, uh, but I don't mind it's... it. Arabellini is going to get the world's softest softest lead here, and I think Fernambulist will cross and just kind of sit. Off its hindquarters uh, there, and just coast along. Just the last win I had at Gosford was enormous. I thought um, the fact that it was carrying fifty eight on that day, and this this week around he'll be carrying about fifty kilos with the claim, is my understanding. So it's just going to be carrying nothing on its back. I think there is a little bit of upside. I know it's going to be up in class and everything else, but that Gosford trip was over the same distance, twenty six hundred. So distance tick low weight tick, and all its wins, albeit only two and three minor placings, have been on that soft range. So it likes a little bit of cut out of the ground. And for 750, I mean, I I definitely see a bit of upside. But, yeah, I don't mind backing both here. So uh, Fennambulist and Maricopa.
1: Okay, race number seven, and this is a tough one. We have four horses, all at equal favorites, and all at five bucks. So, Bethancourt, five bucks. Francesco Guardi at five dollars. Born a King, five bucks. And Solar Apex, five bucks. Money-wise, I guess Solar Apex was eight fifty, and that's into five. So, there's been some solid backing for that. The others all opened around six and five dollars. So, Solar Apex is pretty popular. Last Chevrolet is sevens. Flexible is an emergency. It's in the earlier race as well. Majorari's at tens, Wairere Falls, Night of Power, Phillipsburg—they're all there as well, but far out, Tommy. Four horses, all at five bucks. And
2: three of them trained by Chris Waller, two of them ridden by Schofields, um, and a few of them the last start winners. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I really like. Um, I really like the two Schofield ones as well. I think Francesco um, Guardi was really good. Bill um, Farm running up the fence, uh, finally getting north. Dry track, beating Lysa Paladas and Ventura Ocean, that 1400 metre class, six up there. Look, I, I think if we can recreate that, it can go pretty close, but I, I, Born and King was just as good uh, that 2000 metre race at Rose Hill. Mate, that, that, that was pretty impressive as well. So, look, he's laid out a few of these jocks. He's put clean on one and Chad on another. Reese Jones rides Solar Apex. He can make a case for. It's, it's about picking the right wall horse, but I think you
1: could almost back Gardy and Born a King and still coming out
0: in front. I, I'd probably lean just towards Born a King though. Can you split him, King? It's tough, isn't it? Like, it's so tough. Don't mind actually backing the toppy here. I think Bethencourt's just like a, a proper honest horse and you could, yeah, you could genuinely make a case for half the field, I reckon, in this race more so the top half of it, like Border King, Tommy's already made a case for, Francesco Guardi's already, yeah, there's runs on the board there. Even something like Warrior Falls, Moran, Knight of Power, they could genuinely be chances here as well. Um, but, yeah, Bethencourt, I think just the fact that it's got two kilos off its back, it comes back from open company into this benchmark 88, is it? Um, I think last start, I think it was – Uh, genuinely a little bit further back than anyone thought, but um, it ran home really nicely. I know it's a genuine swimmer, so the dry track's a little bit of a query of mine, um, or the drying track, should I say. And it is, you know, like you said, equal favouritism at five bucks, but I just think it's just an in-form horse, and it's just honest. It it just doesn't run a bad race in my eyes, so five bucks to find out for it. Yeah, I could definitely have a little slice on that.
1: Alright, race 8, Battleton's the third emergency, it's fave, it's 4.20. Maria Mia is the Clipperton Joe Pride runner. Two starts ago, that was a bloody good win, Um, I think it was Rose Hill. Taxu, good horse that I like, that's eight bucks in the sixes. Looks like Elvis, popular as well, that's at 7.50. we got Dawn Passage, Oscar Zulu, True Detective, they're all there. Um, Lightning Jack even, I think Lightning Jack, that's had a couple of starts, but... Look, these are Maria Mia. Two starts go very good. Taxu, we know what Taxu can do. So, Tommy, where are
2: you? Yeah, probably really another tough race, really. Uh, Maria Mia's been doing pretty well. Taxu, yeah. Really good form apart from that last start. Oscar Zulu coming third in the BRC sprint last start. But I actually want to go the other one in in that same race, the BRC sprint, which it did come last, but it it had a third in the... um, the Archer, the wait for age race before in Dawn Passage. I know Gay's a big fan of this horse. Uh, she's got family members in it and it's, um, it tends to run its best race third up as well. Uh, I remember a few people saying that Gay uh, needs a couple of runs uh, to really get this horse going. It's, it trialed twice before running and had a decent break. So I'm really keen to see what Dawn Passage can do third up here. Coming back in grade a little bit, but it's still a really tough race. As we said, so many horses coming out of some really good form in um, a couple of Queensland races. But I want to watch Dawn Passage. In saying that, there's some yeah some great other form lines. Tuxu is really good. Maria Mia. Uh, if Battleton gets in as well, it's a it's gonna be a massive watch. But I'm gonna have a little spec at 7:50 on Dawn Passage. I think.
1: How you give any, uh, any love to looks like Elvis? It was a bloody good random win at
0: Flemington last start. Great win, and um, it's been backed, I think. Oh, no, it has. that was, was that before? Was that during all in, though? I yep, can't remember. It was. Yep. I guess a couple of things. Taxu, the drawing track could be a little bit of a query. Saying that, I mean, there is genuinely not a whole lot of speed in this race. Uh, so it could just roll up just with these 54 kilos. Fourteen hundred meters also suits. So, um, yeah, at the moment I couldn't pen through it. If it if the track does hit a good range, I'd probably be laying it. And I could probably say that to a few things as well. Like Maria Mia, I could probably make more of a case for. Uh, can handle all surfaces anyway, so that's a big tick. Good, soft, heavy, doesn't matter. Comes off the back of a, a strong fourth in the Dane Ripper, So that, you know that's on. Stakes grade level, uh, closed off really late in that race. So I think just the fact that it's drawn the pole here as well, which definitely helps, I think. It'll probably get nice cover and just have a real nice run in transit. I don't mind the price for it. One that I could make a slight case for, which, where did it go? It's further up in the page here. Sorry, boys. Uh, Oscar Zula had a good prep. Um, And then right at the top here. Not Cariff, next looks like Elvis. Yeah, good on you. So the Toppy, he really, really market watch kind of horse. Tummy here. This t- Tummy here, French girl, uh, French mare, sorry. The Neisham stable had got it. I watched uh, two starts back, wherever the hell that was, over 1700 meters in a listed grade race. It's small field, but absolutely brain the field. So I'd be curious what she's planning to do, if it's just like a wait for, let's say, into the – it might be an Epsom horse is kind of where I'm getting to. Like 1,600 metres seems to be its ideal kind of range. So this 1,400 might be a little bit on the sharper side, but I've just got a feeling these colours – we've seen time and time again, as of late anyway, that I think if it runs well and if it might only have one run this – so-called preparation, just to get used to the whole Australian way of racing, it might get spelled spelled immediately off the back of it. And I reckon just the fact that it's running Group 2s overseas, even Group 1s of that name. So there's obviously something good going with this horse. I'm just curious what Nisham's thinking of it. And at the moment it's at a price. So I guess it's definitely a market watch come uh, Saturday, but yeah, I at the moment I want to be on. What did I say? I want to be on uh, Maria Mia. Thank you. All right,
1: Maria Mia, Keep an eye on Tamaki. It's drawn sixteen. Like you said, it's one. It's running some group ones, group twos. Interesting one to keep our eye on. All right, race number nine is eleven hundred meters. Marigan is Faye. Reese Jones is aboard. Five dollars and fifty cents. Conscript is there for Gerald Ryan and Sterling. That's the seven fifty. Irish Angels going around. I call Juni home, seven fifty. Bit of money for Hulk. We all know Hulk. Josh Parr's riding for Walla. That's thirteens into nines. And Abelaggio Miss and Mr. Dior are the other ones in single figures. You got a bunch there. Uh, double figures. But a lot there. I think there's seven or eight Tommy below ten bucks.
2: Yeah, mate. You can take Hulk. I won't be anywhere near Hulk. Um, Irish Angel, I think, um, was the last side run was really good, and I think it's improving. Chat on for Waller. Uh, Chad's his man at the moment, going really well. So watch Irish Angel. Misty Orr's tried huge. I, I really like Misty Orr um, for the Snowdens here. Uh, they started a, a string a few together last prep as well. It just trod enormous. So Misty Orr probably be the one for me, but this I called Junie Holmes, a massive watch, came to Canterbury in a mare's race at the end of last prep, uh, uh, sorry, last start it was, um, and did really well. And uh, Luke Pepper, he's a good trainer and he's he strung a few wins with this horse. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive watch as well. But I'm going to go Mr. All from uh, Irish Angel and a bit of a watch on I call Junie Home.
0: Bit of odds there. What about you, Coie? Um, ditto with Tommy. I like Misty Or here, low draw. I just think that there is, it's 1100 meters. There is so much speed in this all drawn out from it, but uh, I think they're just going to go gun ho. And I reckon it opens up definitely for the back markers and well, yeah, Mr. Or tried. Well, has pretty decent uh, first up form. I think, yeah, I'm just looking at the rest of the market, Couple of them I'd definitely like, but yeah, I think just the the natural speed over this eleven hundred meter trip brings something like Misty or Irish Angel into play, and dare I say even Hulk. But yeah, same as Tommy, I can't back Hulk. To I mean, the thing doesn't know how to win, so I'll be on Misty or yeah, Misty or with a low draw. All
1: right, you both like Misty or? You can get around ten bucks for Misty or. All uh, right. Uh, last race of the day at Randwick, Sinbar is the fave. Karen five bucks into three seventy. You got Jojo was a man. Uh, good start, a good win last start at Ranwick too. That was really good. King's Airs there. Patrick Scorse is riding for Kim War. Four Valos there at seven fifty. Got Blesk, ready to humble. That's an emergency at twelve. You've got Cafe Royal Pandano from the bush. Uh, even got a bit of Nitride there, Tommy.
2: Mate, um, if Nitride gets a run, be wary. It's had two, two really good wins so far this prep and. Yeah, three in a row. Uh, knowing, yeah, knowing someone who's talk, spoke to Lou, he's had this race circled for a while, thinking that he'd come to town and win this race. So uh, getting in the other thing. We um, Maxfield's a 14 on Saturday, which is a bit of a bummer. But, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him. I try have a run here and um, give it to a couple of these horses. But it is a tough little race. I think things like Four Valors, uh, first up run was good. Jojo was a man. It's starting to... Um, Really find its its form that a few people thought it might have early on in its career. Yeah, King's Air was really good for Kim War. You think it'll only improve? Gates a bit of a worry and the weight, but Paddy Scores coming to town claiming threes is, is a big win. And Royale Royale's a bit of watch as well. The the one I want to really talk about is Simba. I thought that win at I um, was at Eagle Farm was was just huge. It was it was just sort of in mid pack and then. Just when called upon, absolutely brain them. I,
1: Doobin, yeah. Uh,
2: Doobin was, and if we get a nice, if we get a, um, some good weather, I really think this horse um, can really go on. I know Gerald had it numbed for the Civic as well, so he's definitely got an opinion of this horse. Uh, Gate 11's probably not too bad. Carrying on, I think. It's, I think it's a really good, good horse this Timba. So I'll be on it, but. I'll be having something or
0: not tried each way if it gets in. Cody, okay. Tough, real tough. Uh, I would have liked to back King's there, but it is absolutely car park. I mean, yeah, there will be scratchings below it in from the wider barrier. So it'll, it will probably come in four barriers, making it come out of 13. It does have okay gate yeah, speed, but it's probably – I have to think that Kim's probably going to scratch it um, unless something significant happens. There's a couple of really – there's internationals in this race as well, which I have question marks over. So that's going to be interesting to see come Saturday anyway. Nesham's got one in Umrah Hall uh, coming out from Barry 18. Another Haydock Goodwood. You know, it's a rating 100 and comes out of listing of races. So I'll keep an eye on it, but at the same time, I can't back it from that barrier either. Same with Waller. He's got First Light, which is – it's interesting. It's a what, a 1400 meter race, is this? Uh, and it's all its form are over 1800 or further. So he's got something working up, and I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I really genuinely don't know what to back here. Um, Simba, Tommy's already made for a case for, case for it. I don't mind it at all. A couple of horses, like four Valor. I think the draw once again hurts it I uh, 16 it will ping the barriers but 16 that just hurts yeah genuinely boys i don't know like i, I didn't think i'd be saying jojo was a man it's probably a really really ch- good chance 1400 randwick again drawn five gets two kilo claim i i, I see a lot of upside in it so it's, it's pretty hard to actually look past and the fact that the tracks improving definitely is handy for it so it'll yeah, it appreciates the good and it has one on the soft. So I just don't see it being – I think it'll probably figure. So at, at this stage, Jojo was a man.
1: All right, Jojo was a man. It was an impressive last start. It was good. All right, that is all of Ranwick. We're going to do three races from uh, Queensland up at Eagle Farm, and then we'll touch on some origins. So the three races from Eagle Farm, we're going to do races seven, eight, and nine. Race seven, we got double favorite, uh, Chase and Artie and Stroll. Chase and open opened nine bucks. It's already fives. And Stroll, touch of a drift for 60 to $5. The next line of betting is Johnny Rocker. So if anyone was listening to the podcast, our last podcast, Tommy gave that a push at around 20s or something. It was around 20 bucks, I think. Um, that was a good win. So that was the Barry Lockwood uh, runner. That's at sixes. We got Metallicity, bit of a punish. That's at eight We got Honey Pot. And then we go out to some others, uh, bigger odds. Tommy, thoughts? Mate, there's
2: no reason why Johnny Rocker can't do it again. He's... Um, uh, Sam Collett's actually riding really well at the moment and uh, doing some good things. So watch Johnny Rocker. Victory moments. has had some good form. I think he up at $14, a bit over the odds. Uh, I think it's time we sack Metallicity. Uh, one I want a little spruce for is Dark Harmony. I, I don't know why it's $31. Uh, David Joyce has it. And speaking of... His brother, Paul, he's, he's got a decent opinion of it. It's run two really good seconds in some heavy tracks. Uh, and I think he thinks it might go a little bit better on a dry track as well. So really keen to see what he can do. Um, I think he was keen on it a few weeks ago and it actually had to scratch because it had an abscess or something, Joyce was telling me. So uh, just a just little little spec each way. You get $8 a place for Dark Harmony and I think he might be able to go okay. But yeah...
0: Uh, you can make a case for a few more, but uh, I'm going to stay with um, Strike by the Ironshot with Johnny Rocker. Johnny Rocker. Coey, with Johnny. Johnny was great last start. I just think uh, the step-up is a little bit of a query. A little, a slot, only slight, though, albeit. Um, I just, uh, I definitely appreciated the less speed on drawn on the inside of it and crossed really well last start, so I can't see... Oh, I mean, I could definitely see the same thing happening. Saying that uh, there's a couple of nonnies in this race, isn't there? Like Honeypot, Metallicity, we've already touched on. I'm going to – I was going to make a case for Chase and Artie, but 12, even with Nash on, I think that's going to be tricky. I think the form line's nice with political debate and sharp and, smart, sharp and smart. But, yeah, barrier 12, where does it settle? I'm not sure. It's probably going to be a little bit worth it. West of midfield Whilst I think Stroll will Despite the drift uh, Although small uh, Mm -hmm. I think Pikey on board Low draw Barrier two Step up in distance Should be sweet I think it was a really nice win In the Bill Carter last start Um, Yeah I think it'll just sit behind the speed And just go bang Bit of uh, Pikey magic and proven thoroughbreds up in Queensland I mean They're a pretty household name up there nowadays So Yeah I'll take a little bit of Stroll action here Right,
1: stroll around the four sixty-five buck mark. Alright, the next race is the Tats Tiara. It's a very open race this year, but Ana Visto, a little bit of a drift out to five bucks. We've got Dancer, which drew wide at sixes. We got Star Tontes, which has been pretty popular. There's been bets trickling in. That's at 950. Away games going around. We got Shout the Bar, Brooklyn Hustle, which is, you know, a funny horse. Um Kiku's there. Kiku was 15, out to 17, into 12. Uh, Nudge Wonderbar, Bar tissue. There's plenty of good horses in this race. It's very, very open, eh, Tom?
2: Yeah, it is, Doug. I, I really like the Phillies and Mare's um, races, and you get a different one at 1,400, what you saw at the Sangster uh, a month ago. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I'm a big Snut Dancer fan, but I just think the gate and getting to 1,400 might be a bit of a worry. We're seeing a race with a lot of speed, too. You see things like Snut Dancer, Away Game, um, I'm sure there's a few more that go forward. Yeah, look, it's really tough, tough sort of race. You, you got the Walla athon as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can pick a Walla um Uncle Breton and Aunt Judy have a share in Kitu and I think its run last up was really good, um, winning that Magic Millions race. And I, I, mate, there's a bit of money for it, and strong best out of the um, Walla runners and. I think if you can find a spot just off the speed, it, it could really set up for it. Um, we've seen it run a mile really strong as well. And I think this 1400 meter just suits perfectly. I know it was McDonald on last time, but yeah, you're not missing anything with Tommy Berry. It's probably um, one of the jockeys that you want on a horse like this. Wonder Bar is a big worry, I think, as well. Huey on for Chris Lees has got the best out of this horse before. There's a couple that really worry me. Um, I, I'd sort of be keener on if they drew a gate, things like. Um, Charming Baby, Snap Dancer um, and, and Away Game all coming from those tough draws uh, the bit of news today as well that I've never seen this happen after a draw but they've moved the rail in two so it's only at six now where they've actually means another horse can enter the field and they've um, allowing Enchanted Half in there as well and I know Kyle Wilson to at least rode two winners today so um he, he's a big he's a really good jockey on the rise, but whether you can get something like enchanted home uh enchanted heart home is another question. Mate, I'm gonna go Kiku.
1: Kiku at
0: twelves now, King. I'd like uh, Kiku, I mean I do like, but I just don't I've got slight queries about fourteen hundred. only slight. I think it, it's definitely a chance. Twelve bucks is a great price to find out, I think. But I can rip through a couple of these. I I don't mind Palace but it's drawn wider. So i just have to ignore that. Yamizaki apparently changed training training camps now with the nation camp. Uh one two that I do like. Tommy's already touched on Wonderbar. I think Wonderbar's a really, really good chance. 57. Good Morden Cups seconds. It'll appreciate going up to 1,400. I think that's probably. It's probably as far as it wants to go. Uh, Barry nine kind of suits, but one that in Brooklyn hustle as well, another one I love following, but never fucking win on. Um, I think it's run in the Stradbroke was actually quite huge, especially from right out the back of the field, right? Like it was dead last essentially and managed to close off to about four lengths behind alligator blood. So I definitely do forgive that run and, yeah, it just keeps running in Group One Company. So, definitely a chance. But at the moment, yeah, Wonderbar on top, but with a little bit of specy for Vangelic. Yeah. <laughs> Vang- well, mate. V- Vangelic, I don't know. I think just the fact that it's drawn eight, and I think it's a genuine on top of the ground horse. Second up form's good. 1400's good. Barrier eight, it'll probably try to lead. I definitely need to look at the speed map a little bit more. But I think it could get a pretty soft run. Even if it doesn't lead, if it just sits in, like, the front quartet, I think it's definitely in for a chance. And 31 bucks, I'm willing to kind of find out almost. So definitely a roughie will be evangelic, but I'd be kind of steering towards the Wonder Bar camp.
1: Okay, Wonderbar got both at odds. Wonderbar 14s and Vangelic at 31s, nine bucks a place. Um, last of the race, last race of the day, there is pretty good actually. So King of Sparta's fave two ninety was three ninety, so money's come. Baller is going round, slight drift, but it was a good win last start. Rangers is there shooting for gold. Our old mates there, Alpine Edge, Garibaldi, Blondo, One Diva, Prime Candidate, April Rain. This is probably the best race I've seen so far at Eagle Farm, and it comes up in the last of the day, Tom.
2: Yeah, it's good. Um, Ball is one of mine, and it's, it's just going to be weight, which is a bit of a concern. But Huey on for Gollum, I think it's a massive chance. But the one I want to be with is Rangers. I think uh, $10, Ron Maloney, uh, Peter and Paul Snowden, after winning last start at Eagle Farm and doing it pretty well, I thought um, I'm a big fan. I'm going to keep on Rangers trained. Peter and Paul Snowden going so well in Queensland, especially at Eagle Farm. Um, I think they can win this race. Um, whether it's King of Sparta or Rangers I'm going to take Rangers at the better odds because um, it's a horse in form at the moment it's improved massively from that first up run and I think it can pro- improve again Bury on King of Sparta though suggests that that's the way they're thinking that, that it might run well but I wouldn't be surprised if Pug does really well on this Rangers $10 uh, why
1: not you right, King shooting for gold
0: Oh, definitely not with that draw. Car park definitely hurts it. I think, uh, and I don't think it's quite come back the same horse as last preparations. A uh, bit of a miss for mine. Uh, Tommy pretty much summed it up perfectly. I think the Snowdens will, they've had an enormous Queensland campaign, and I think it, I just do see it as a, well, I'd probably say it's going to be a Quinella. So that'd probably be my play. Uh, King of Sparta had a nice tick over troll, fifth. But it was just real soft, and it was an easy watch. You know, not even really going into his work, he was just he just looked good and just ran ran on really really well through the line. Uh, saying that the price is pretty hard to take, really, isn't it? Like it's it's absolutely smashed in the market. So whether you want to take the gamble and go chips in on it, I'm not sure. But Rangers, Tommy's pretty much nailed that. In I think just that last uh, run in the Hinkler was huge. The fact that Barry jumps off this and goes on King of, uh, King of Sparta, I think that is a telltale sign that that's kind of what they're thinking is the better chance. I do appreciate it. But Pug Pug's no uh, slouch. So, yeah, I'm just going for the uh, Quinella, Snowden, Quinella.
1: Snowden, Quinella. All righty. All right, that's three from Eagle Farm. We'll do a multi and then getting to some Origin. All right, three horses to win. Uh, I am going a race that we didn't talk about, and that's race two at Week. That's Deficit. Deficit, I thought, was a really good win last start. Oh, sorry, not win. A really good second to Niffler last start, and I think it's maybe it gets. It's been backed already, 550 to 370, but I'm happy to take 370. Uh, we'll go to you, Tom, because you're Week, and Cohey's going interstate. But, Tommy, you're one.
2: Mate, I'll save mine for the lucky last at uh, Sydney, and that Simba, Jordan and Sterling. Uh, had a really good win with it at Dearborn, um first up, and I think can continue. Um, it's known for a listed race, but they've just sort of come here instead. So, yeah, I think big opinion of Simba. kept the ball rolling.
1: Okay, race two, deficit. Race 10, Simba. Kohai, which state are you going to?
0: We're going to the far west, boys. We're going to Perth. Just for fun, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, why the hell not, really. Uh, i am gone to the Strickland Stakes, which is the feature for them on the day. I know it's short, but uh, I'm going with a favourite. God has chosen for the Lindsay Smith and CJP to ride, and CJP is absolutely airborne. Uh, the last, uh, what did it do? It was in the Group 3, last uh, in the Hyperion. Uh, got stuck in a little bit of traffic and then, Absolutely flew late from uh, pretty much next to last. Now it steps out 2,000 metres. I I just, yeah, it's perfect setup for it. I think it's it's definitely a promising horse. I think we'll see more of it come uh, the end of the year during their Masters Series. Um, Yeah, I just think that this thing will absolutely fly down the outside with CJP on board. So take the two bucks now.
1: Love that! All right, two bucks there, so you get the multi. All three of them, you'll get close to thirty to one for those three. All right, state of origin is happening. Unfortunately, we had a shocker game one. It was pretty ordinary. We only lost by a try, but Freddie's rung in the changes. Um, completely off topic. I don't know if you guys have listened to these podcasts, but I've been listening to stories of origin. Tom, surely you've listened to some of them.
2: Yeah, mate. I listen
1: to them. They're unreal. Up. Unreal. So yeah, they're really good. Anyone wants to get a bit of a footy fix, they're very good. Stories of origin. Um, all right. Um, we won't recap game one, but more so, I'll ask you, Cody. Do you think we needed to ring in as many changes as we did?
0: It's so hard to say, isn't it? Like, I mean, the. I mean, l- let's be honest. There's been a couple of injuries, hence that. I guess besides like- injuries, yeah. Well, I guess so. So, besides injuries, so we're obviously taking out Katoni out of play. Not Katoni. Yeah, yeah. We got rid of Stags. Stags is gone, and Crichton's gone in that side. Is he? Is it Crichton that side, or is it? Um, yeah, Crichton. Then Burton's gone the other side. Burton's gone the other side. I think Burton. I think everyone's frothing on that proposition. Scored a lot Burton, of tries
1: in center last year,
0: and I think just the fact that he just seems like the inform pick is just playing for a rubbish club. Is that how we word it? Yeah, probably. Um, but he's still standing out and shining right through. So Burden just seems like a perfect origin match. I think it was just bound to happen sooner or later. I was thinking that this might have been a little bit early for him, but at the same time, now's the time to shine, and I just think that he is up for the challenge anyway. Uh, who else comes in? So Gerbo comes in, Appy comes in. I don't mind the idea at all having that. I think we've kind of mimicked that 14 14 9 that Queen, Queensland more or less did last uh, last game on us. Like
1: I love Aki bent, coming in. Love it.
0: Yeah. Ben. Oh, I mean, how good I think that's where we really lost in game one. Um, do
1: you think, RC, think RCG is a bit stiff getting dropped?
0: A little bit, a little bit. Um but it's it's hard, isn't it? Like I guess if anything they had to try manipulate the bench, right? Because RCG was off the bench, wasn't he? So they had Paulo and Haas, and Paulo was a little bit flat, but Haas was huge. Um, saying that, Paulo didn't do too much wrong in my eyes. I just think that they would, they're they just kind of almost at a point of just experimenting too much. So I don't know if they needed the to be the change, but I do like Gerbo being the steady head that comes into the side. So, it, yeah, it's a little bit contradictory, but I like it because Gerbo's in, but at the same time, did they need to change it? Can't really answer that. I think that I, I think they might have made too many changes, but Appy in is probably the biggest tick, right? Love that.
1: What about Tommy? What do you think about having someone like Talakai on the bench? Random? Mate, m- m-
2: no. So I, I disagree with what Kelly's saying. I I, I think that there's a very particular uh, way Freddie wanted to play that first game. So you look at the guys that they've dropped. It's Stags. It's Campbell Gillard. It's Matheson. It's Sims. Whiten because of the injury. They're big guys. They're all big guys. And that's what we said, that they're going to dominate the first game because they're so big. And then Queensland kept selling the ruck. So pretty smart, okay, we can't dominate with big guys. We've got to control the ruck. We've got to speed. So who do they bring in? They bring in Coruscant. They bring in Burton. They bring in people like Talakai, people like uh, Jake Travojevic, who's he, He's playing forward, but he's a much quicker sort of guy and uh, give a lot more in defence as well. So I can see why I can, I can actually really see what Freddie and Brandy and they're all doing. They want a quick team that um, with this slowed ruck, then they can fly out of dummy half um, much more the way the game's going at the moment. Have these great set plays. If, if Cleary's getting shut down, they can use Burton for a bit of a kick and have a bit of people playing a bit everywhere. When we're going so well, we had Turbo running around. We had Latrell running around. Throw Torresio in there, let him run around. Throw um, people like Burton, just let him loose. Talakai would be a great person, and he can fill so many roles. So, mate, I'm I'm all in on what Freddie's doing, and I, I think I think he's got a plan and to win this, we got I think we're going to trust him. It worked so well in Perth last time, um, where he played a lot similar as well, where Tommy and mm. Latrell just carved up there. So, Fox I can see much of the same, yeah, much of the same happening. Even Angus Crichton. He's a big dude, but he gets through the line so well, like he he's always making breaks and he's he can be quick on his feet. he can play him in the middle, he can play him on the side. it's it's much more fast than loose side. so i'm I'm really looking forward to it.
1: So you've just given Freddie a big rap. You also a bit dirty that Fox didn't get picked, Daniel Tupo? Uh,
2: no massively, and that's what I'm talking about, nice, quick game and and that. and I actually I actually think he should have he what Freddie was saying was, Tupo played his way into that team. Well, I think Fox has actually played his way back in front of Tupo. But to Freddie's credit, he, he's staying with the same. So look, let's support him because if he doesn't win this game, the series is over, and um, we don't want that. So, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really good game. Queensland only made two changes because of um, injury. I think Ruben Cotter's a massive loss. Um, and Xavier. They bring another big. Yeah, bring another big guy. And um, Lindsay Collins on the start, join on the bench. And no doubt, Joy is going to be starting something. And there, there's been a bit more media talk about grubs. Liam Martin being a bit of a grub. Dry Arrow yeah. being a bit of a grub. Guy being a grub. Yeah, so Angus Crichton's throwing barbs out. So this is what we want. I think we just need to get an origin game out of the way and then these players can start having a go at each other and much more the origin flavour.
1: Got to give um, Queensland a bit of a wrap. I hate it. I'm, they're going to get a minute here. But... Valheim Holmes, career best form at the moment, killing it. He's flying. Selwyn Cobos a freak. Ponga, Ponga is as well. Tor is going to be a gun too. He is a great inclusion. I think, obviously, they were going to get him or Hammer or something on the wing. He's going to be a freak. But to be honest, Munster, it's so annoying how much we fall for his dummies, and he can still rake the ball out of your hands in Origin. It shits me to tears.
2: Uh, as. As we we're saying in the lead up to that first one, like I he's a form player at the comp at the moment, Munster. He's just he's just everywhere. He's he's putting the big plays in attack or defence or whatever it is. So um mate, he's a big one. He's a big one they've got to shut down and then when Harry Grant comes on, he's another one. And um similar to us with the the Penrith quartet, we've got to look out for the Maroons and that Cowboys side with um, Val and Toolungi mm. and Nanai all sort of running together. That's, gotta, that's gonna be a big, yeah, it's gonna be massive dangers there. So, um, and it's credit to the Cowboys because they're like a lot of people hadn't tipped last this uh, season, but they're absolutely flying at the moment. And a lot of their players picked
1: that was me. I tipped them for last, so I'm the loser. Um, I'm loving the dogs actually, to be honest, winning the last two. I love that. Um, do you think Harry Grant will still stick? to 14 do you think he'll start or they're happy to keep Ben Hunt starting Man, I
2: think that worked pretty well when Carrigan and um, Grant came on they both like just gave him like a adrenaline shot don't you reckon Cowie like just
0: straight oh, away absolutely there was, absolutely. So there was oh, there, like proper electric like Master was doing his thing Ben Hunt as soon as he started or oh, not really getting tired I know it was a very fast intense 30 minutes opening 30 minutes but thirty minutes comes, Hunt comes off, mm. inject injects Harry Grant fresh legs, electric from the rack. Like you could just see the momentum just ticking along, like it was turning, and they were just they were making easy meters up that like middle, and it was so infuriating because you just look at him and go, my God, he is so quick, and they've utilized him perfectly in tandem with Hunt. So you got the experience and game management that Hunt has and then you bring in uh like essentially an exciting, quick, young superstar like Harry Grant just to keep us on our toes and sure enough, then he'd play 20 minutes, bring Hunt back on for 20 and then um, Harry just came and closed the game and I, I think that's pretty much where they won the game. I think Harry between Harry, uh, Val Holmes and Munster, that's – that they were like the biggest
1: yeah. game changers in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I did find what Willie Mason said today. I heard him say something about Pat Carrigan. He said Pat Carrigan got himself 190 metres and he was dumbfounded. He said, that should never be happening. If you're a veteran of the New South Wales Ford pack, you should not be letting some new origin player like him get 190 metres. Pretty funny. So I wouldn't mind a bit of Willie Mason action in one of these teams. Um, all right, this is happening, obviously, Sunday night as opposed to the Wednesday. Let's do a same-gamer and wrap. All right, so we're all going to do one same-gamer each. I am going to go first. Mine are just three try scorers. I am not putting in any wins or margins or anything. I'm going Matt Burton to score a try. He's good in the centers. he can run good lines. I think Teddy deserves a try. He should have scored the first game. And Murray Torlangi, I think he might score on debut. The guy's a genius, so he might score in the corner too. So... A fullback, a center, and a winger. Tommy.
2: Yeah, mate, no, I can agree. I thought Teddy, I uh, agree more. Teddy had such a good uh, first game. Our two best players were Teddy and um, Jack White. And, but Crichton comes in. I think he'll play massive. But I'll, I'll go Teddy and Toto both to score a try. I think over um, two to plus $7 is pretty good. But Teddy and Tottenham to score. And then New South Wales, one to 12, gets 11 bucks. So I think
1: that's pretty good. All right. Yeah, mine was 15 for those three try scorers. And,
0: Coey? I've just gone with New South Wales with the line. I've changed my mind. I'm going to take negative one and a half. Uh, into Teddy to score. I think we're all in agreement. so I think Teddy's last game was enormous. I think he'll just keep doing his thing. He always shows up, gives 120%. I feel that if anyone deserves a try, it's that bloke. And then I've gone with a... I guess the first starter. I'm going with Tunnels' theory. I think Appy to score uh, any time from the ruck. Uh, that'll give you 15 bucks. Appy to score. I like that.
1: Got my little out. Um So what is that? 15.
0: 15 bucks. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. All right. All right, boys. We're uh, all done. Wednesday night, late Wednesday now. So. Fingers crossed we have a good W. I will be at the game. I'm actually going to an AFL game on Friday night. Real me that. First one since Tony Lockett scored his whatever goal when I was 20 years ago. So that's going to be fun. But um, fingers back crossed.
2: Back to home for you, mate.
1: Yeah, back to home. So I'll be um, going up to Optus Stadium twice in two days. So should be a bit of fun. All right. Fingers crossed uh, a couple of multis and stuff get up. There is a good race meeting in Randwick. There is some good races at Eagle Farm. Good luck. Happy punting. Thank you, boys. See
0: you, boys.
2: Go okay, the boys.